Welcome to episode 24 of the High School Huddle podcast presented by the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. This is William Wilkerson. You can find me on Twitter at Wilkerson underscore FWST. And this is Brian Gossett, uh, high school beat writer for the Star-Telegram. I'm on Twitter, Gossett41. Um, as Will said, episode 24 is going to be a lot of state basketballs. The boys' tournament was in San Antonio. Uh, the basketball season ended there on with some fireworks inside the Alamo Dome on Saturday. Uh, Dallas-Fort Worth taking five of the six classifications, and then uh, we'll get into some soccer, softball, and baseball. You know, as you mentioned, Brian, DFW really just dominated this year um, down at the state tournament, uh, from a boys' perspective at least. Uh, Slidell, Dallas-Madison, Oak Cliff Faith Family, Mansfield Timberview, and Duncanville all brought home titles. Uh, you were at uh, the Alamo Dome for all of those games, all three days. What was the uh, tournament like from your perspective? Yeah, just uh, just so much excitement, um, just from really the get-go. You know, the 1A semifinals were there on Thursday with Jayton. Jaybirds, a first-time state tournament appearance. They had to go up against uh, Nazareth, who's just a basketball power, boys and girls, uh, West Texas side. Um, Nazareth had won six state titles and all this, and, and Jayton beats them on a buzzer beater. So the first game of the state tournament, a buzzer beater, so that just kicked things off right away. You know, we had another buzzer beater with Liberty Hill taken down Decatur. Uh, Fate Family also with a buzzer beater, buzzer beating Dunk. Um, and I'll be doing a story there on dfwvarsity.com uh, pretty soon. Duncanville, we talked about last week, you know, taking on North Shore, kind of a rematch, if you will, because uh, North Shore beat them in the football state championship. So Duncanville was able to uh, get past North Shore in basketball. And then, uh, you know, you had someone like Jalen Conyers, a uh, two-way guy for Groover, uh, said, set a lot of state records uh, in December for the football team and then now he's playing basketball uh, and I just learned this down there you know he played at West High School last season who beat Shelbyville in the state tournament and now he's playing at Groover and uh, playing Shelbyville again but this time Shelbyville able to win the 2A title uh, we had Brock and Madison um, with a couple of San Antonio teams with Cole and Wagner and uh, you know, Duncanville Timberview winning there. So just a lot of excitement, a lot of great basketball. So let's dive into a couple of those games, Brian. Um, first, let's start with the team closest to us in Mansfield Timberview, uh, winning their second title uh, in three years, uh, this time over San Antonio Wagner. Um, again, if you're interested in, in checking out, you know, uh, Brian's recap and some videos from that game, uh, you can go over to dfwvarsity.com for all of the uh, latest and greatest. Um, you know, it appeared that the Wolves were on their way to a, another easy blowout, but then Wagner started to click in, in front of their hometown fans. Yeah, and uh, the Timberview Wolves, you know, in the semifinal, they got off to a great start against Maynard. Uh, first quarter was 24-11. I just thought, you know, that's got to be their best quarter of the season. And, uh, you know, in the finals against Wagner, just an even better performance, 29-10 uh, to 10, uh, to get out there in the early lead. But Wagner chipped away, got as close as 4-6, uh, I think, in the third quarter. And then, um, you know, Timberview ended up winning by 19 or 20 points. But really got a scare there from Wagner. Again, you mentioned uh, just in front of their hometown, you know, they're, they're 10, 11 minutes away from the Alamo Dome. So... Um, but Timberview just so balanced. Dwayne Gregory, their coach, a great coach. He's he's talked about all season long just the balance they have. You know, it's not just one guy. You know, they don't have that all McDonald's All American guy. They have four or five guys that that can uh, handle the ball or, or lead 
this in scoring any given night. C.J. Smith had a great performance. You know, he's the smallest guy out there, but uh, he went for 24 points in the state title, was named MVP, um, a kid that just doesn't have a lot of offers, but hopefully this kind of starts the the snowball effect. Uh, and so got three on the state tournament team with, with Trezarian White, C.J. Smith, and uh, Rodrigo Suarez. So just a great time to be a Timberview Wolf. Well, again, their second time in three years. And Coach uh, Gregory was a little emotional after the victory, and, uh, you know, this is here what he had to say. When we had our first scrimmage, I think on November 3rd, I think uh... – there, there would have been very few, if any, that thought this was possible. And uh, the, these guys, you know, I, I want them to play with heart and to compete with heart and love each other with heart. And they do that. This, this group gets along so well. And that's why I'm getting a little emotional about it. They get along so well. Um, I, I couldn't be any prouder. Because, I, like I said, this, this, uh, this is something that... Uh, Nobody expected, but uh, they, they played the game a certain way. They defend, they, they rebound, they shared the ball so well on offense. And uh, you know, we were just recalling the conversation Marquise and I had, uh, uh, like in the middle of the district. And he's we got a big frame poster with a bunch of pictures from the 2017 championship. And I told him, I said, you know, we, we can do that. We can do that again um, for, for, for the simple reason that they defend, they rebound, and they share the ball so well. If you, if you do that, then you yourself a chance every night and uh, it, it's, it's incredible what these guys have done. I told them in the hallway just now they started the year off 19-0 and um, they lost two games in a matter of 18 hours and they finished the year 19-0 and to be 38-2 that's just uh, that's incredible. You know, and congratulations to Coach, uh, Coach Gregory once again uh, and Brian you, you know you mentioned that they Wagner got to within five or six points in the third quarter, and then uh, Timberview ends up beating them by 19 or 20 points. Uh, that goes to uh, that goes to show you just how dominant and well-rounded Timberview is, because Wagner has been the best team um, in San Antonio, or the best program, I should say, in San Antonio for uh, the last several years. Uh, so for them to be able to uh, blow out uh, a team like that um, in eight-minute quarters in the state championship game. Uh, just speaks to um, how solid of a all-around team Timberview is. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to 4A, where maybe the best championship game of the weekend happened uh, between Faith Family and Liberty Hill. Like Brian mentioned before, this one came down to a buzzer-beating dunk, which, by the way, uh, Brian caught on uh, on camera, which you can see at dfwvarsity.com. Yeah, and Liberty Hill, you know, not a big team, but uh, this was the first time at the state tournament in a few seasons. Again, semifinal win against Decatur on a buzzer beater and then they turn around and they unfortunately lose uh, via the buzzer beater but just kind of talking after the semifinals and uh, Faith family which beat uh, Houston Yates a power basketball team in that area no one was really giving Liberty Hill a chance Uh, a lot of people were saying Faith family was going to win by 20 maybe even 30 points uh faith families just was just so much taller you know they got a couple kids six five six six and uh no liberty hill came out swinging um they led in the first quarter i think i believe they led at halftime and you know faith family just kind of again kind of like wagner they chipped away but they were able to get the job done uh jordan walsh was the uh, young man freshman that uh, got that game-winning dunk um 
with about a second left and the clock ran out there. So uh, first time for Faith Family to win a state title and uh, Brandon Thomas, their coach, uh, just excited for the win after the game. Um, just like we drew it up, right? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but um, we wanted to, um, we were trying to get Raheem Gary um, off the ball screen right there at the end. And um, they hedged it and kind of took it away. And I think he just turned the corner because the clock was going down. He, you know, and Jordan went back door, he hit him. And I mean, it was right on time. Yeah. And uh, that the motion just to bring home their first state title. It's, man, we're, I can't even believe we've done it. I mean, it's um, to win it in that fashion is 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 unreal. It's unreal. Um, it's a storybook ending. Um, but hats off to Liberty Hill. Those guys competed their butts off. I mean, they were just on the other side of this last night, winning at the buzzer. So I can only imagine the emotion that's going through their locker room right now. But they did a great job, and they very well coached. And in 3A, Dallas, Madison, and Brock basically came down uh, to uh, to the wire. Um, I believe, uh, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but Dallas, Madison hit a uh, free throw with about three seconds left or, or so and, and ended up escaping that one 49-48, to Madison's second state title win over Brock in three years. Yeah, was, uh, I believe it was 1.6 seconds left. Uh, there you go. I'm two seconds off. Yeah, apologies, apologies. Shooting uh, two free throws there and uh, – Warren Dunn is the young man's name on Madison. Uh, he misses the first and then hits the second. And then, you know, Brock's uh, last second heave uh, came up short. But, yeah, Madison, their uh, fourth state title overall. And, again, their second in three years over Brock. Uh, they beat Brock in 2017, I think, 42-36. And so, again, uh, Madison came out on fire. I think it was 19-6 to after the first quarter. Brock off that slow start. But second and third quarters, you know, Brock came back and really controlled the game at their pace, their tempo, um, and took, I think, the fourth quarter, there were maybe four or five lead changes, and, and Madison uh, was able to pull out the win. Brock uh, actually tied it with about 17 seconds left and then got that foul call about uh, one or two seconds on the clock. So congrats to Madison, uh, Coach Damon Mobley, uh, their coach. I believe it's his first year at Madison, um, Correct me if I'm wrong uh, for any of the listeners, but uh, yeah, I got that state title win and uh, just talked about gaining off to that hot start. He thinks uh, that was the most important thing uh, against a team like Brock, who did come in uh, number one in Class 3 in the state. Before the game started, just a little um, nervous about our start. And I knew that we had to have a good start in order for us to be successful against uh, Brock. Because we have been watching Brock, they're the number one team in the state. I mean, every time you look up, We've always seen them above us, so you know we have been watching them from afar all season, and um, it was just I just knew it was important, pretty much vital to our success that we was going to win this game that we had to start off. And, and I sort of was a little nervous about it because the guys were so excited and they were so anxious to play. I'm like, I hope they really understand, you know, the the severity if we don't. All right, if we don't get off to a good start, that we don't want to get behind because of um, Brock's way of running their sets, um, controlling the tempo of the game, if they get the lead. So, you know, we just made sure it was important for us to start off fast. And Brian, you really, uh, you mentioned this in the preview story um, uh, before that game uh, last week. Uh, Brock really seems to be in the state championship or a semifinal um, in darn near every sport every year. Um, so I can imagine that, that they'll be back in that position uh, fairly soon. Um, 
are you surprised at all that you know a town that small has been able to make a name for themselves this quickly in in really all athletics it's not just football and basketball but everywhere yeah it's a little surprising it's just like you think you know what's what's in the water there in brock right. and uh they you know they kind of like remind me of alito you know alito's not too far down the road but um just kind of a a one one school town and a small town and and just you know if I was there at the state tournament, state final, you know, kind of a successful season, uh, I'm sure some people think it is for Brock, but I'm sure most others, just like Alito, you know, if you come up short, it's uh, not a successful season because they're so used to winning. Uh, but yeah, I think Brock, there it was their ninth uh, trip to state, and uh, they were looking for their fourth title as well and coming up short. But I think Brock will be back next year. Um, definitely. Don't count them out for another long playoff run, uh, but yeah, Matt. I think Brock is um, is just look out for Brock next year. Yeah, and and, and not to mention or not to forget that uh, they have a five star tight end who's currently at Texas A and M in Baylor Cup who has a extremely bright future. I think he'll play right away for the Aggies. He's uh, he's already on campus, and uh, I. I think that this is going to be one of the top NFL prospects at his position um, within the next two or three years. So, um, again, that's that's Tiny Brock doing all this big work. And if he was playing basketball, you know, right, right. Six, 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 seven kid, they wouldn't have stopped him. Exactly, and no one's stopping that guy. If, if you have not, uh, if you've not seen this guy, he is he's a monster um, in all shapes, um, and is going to do a tremendous job down the college station, I'm sure. Um, moving on uh, to six A, uh, where Duncanville. Really had two great games. Uh, the first one, as Brian had mentioned um, off the jump, was against North Shore. North Shore, of course, beat Duncanville on a uh, miracle Hail Mary uh, to win the 6A uh, state football championship. Um, they defeated North Shore um, in a highly contested game, and then 24 hours later, uh, they played a really game Klein Forest team um, who is as sound offensively as any team in the state. Uh, Brian, what did you think of, uh, of how Duncanville performed over the weekend? Yeah, I saw a little bit of Klein Forest there Friday night in the semis uh, playing Cibola Steel, and uh, talked to some buddies of mine uh, on press row, and they just they thought, you know, Duncanville, you know, they better start fast, they better keep it going because Klein Forest is going to give them a game. I think they had a little more height than the Panthers did, but um, you know, it was kind of like the North Shore game, Duncanville, kind of slow start there in the first half. They picked it up in the third quarter. I remember. Uh, Coach PV David PV uh, afterwards saying even though they were down five at halftime uh, they knew that they were going to win they just believed that and so um, they took a lead there late uh, Jemias Ramsey their star guard who's signed to Texas Tech had uh, the go ahead dunk and with about 38 seconds left in the third quarter um, they had they hit a big three late in that that period. And then it was all Duncanville kind of controlling the fourth. I think Klein Force may have tied it a couple times, but uh, in the end, Duncanville, uh, Jabrian Hill hit the uh, big free throws with about uh, two or three seconds left to really ice the game. And so Duncanville, their fourth state title overall in basketball and their first since 2007. Again, talked to Coach PV afterwards. His first year in uh, Duncanville, along with his son, Micah Peavy, a junior forward, 22 points, 13 rebounds, named the uh, state title game MVP. But this is what Coach uh, David Peavy had to say after the win. I mean, I'm extremely excited and happy, but I'm exhausted. 
You know, it's been a long, a long run. Uh, my assistant coaches have been incredible. You know, breaking down all of our opponents, just, you know, staying up all night, breaking down film. But uh, you know, it was definitely a team effort, all from top to bottom. And uh, just, just happy for everybody. Happy for the community. Uh, happy that we can bring back a championship to the city of champions. So Jemias Ramsey is on his way to Lubbock um, after a uh, an incredible uh, four years at Duncanville. Um, but then, as you could probably imagine, Duncanville is going to reload pretty uh, quickly. Um, as Brian had mentioned, uh, Micah Peavy had 22 points, was named uh, the MVP. Um, he is a four-star kid who 24-7 Sports has ranked as the number 62 overall player um, in the country. Yeah, that number's going up. Yeah, and that, that, that number is definitely going up. Um, and uh, right now they have a crystal ball projection prediction uh, with him going to LSU uh, with Michigan also being in the mix. But he's got offers from all over the place, and I'm sure that those offer numbers are only going to go up. So, uh, you know, be on the lookout for Duncanville to be in this same uh, position again uh, this time next year. Yeah, and he, uh, he had a great state tournament, the two games. Uh, you know, Ramsey able to have some big second halves to really – Helped Duncanville over the top, but uh, he did sl- start slow in the first half uh, on Friday and Saturday. And if really, if it wasn't for Micah, uh, Duncanville probably would have lost that game to North Shore. I think he had 18 big points. Um, I want to say 10 in the first half. Rebounded really well, too. And so, yeah, shout out to Micah Peavy. Shout out to Duncanville. Um, as long as Peavy's there next year, you know, they got to be. Uh, a favorite to go back without yeah without question and sorry I'm losing my voice here but uh moving away from the hardwood um into the soccer pitch um high school soccer is off this week with uh schools on spring break uh but the season is only two weeks away from the playoffs um and as we head towards uh that way Brian what should we be watching out for in terms of district races around our area yeah first on the boys side uh LD Bells you know they got a game up on Trinity in 36A uh, a couple games left there. Uh, 4-6-A, really probably the closest uh, in terms of district races. You have Bowie, Lamar, Martin, Arlington, and Pasco all fighting for three spots. Uh, Sam Houston pretty much has that district locked up. Uh, Carroll boys have yet to lose a game. They got three draws on the season, uh, but zero losses. So if you get a chance, go watch the uh, Carroll Dragons there. Cal is right behind them in 5-6-A. Uh, we got a close one in the Mansfield District. Uh, the Tigers trying to catch Grand Prairie. I think the Tigers are about uh, a game and a half back of uh, the uh, Gophers. And then Burleson just clinched the district title in 5-5A. Uh, another close one in 8-5A with Grapevine leading Birdville uh, by a game and a half. So only a couple games left, but uh, if you get a chance to watch some soccer, hopefully it gets a lot warmer here that you you can do that. Uh, but there's a lot of great district races with just a few weeks left. What's it look like on the girls' side, Brian? Yeah, Trini again in the mix on the girls' side, 3-6-A. Um, their game back of uh, San Antonio, uh, excuse me, San Angelo Central for the district lead. Yeah, I was in San Antonio for a week, so. Um, Arlington Martin Arlington Martin, and Lamar all fighting for the district title on 4-6-A. Um, Carroll girls are just as good as the boys, only one loss on the year. Mansfield looks like they're going to take the district title in 7-6-A. Arlington already clinched the district title as, long, as well as Mansfield Legacy. Um, we got some really tight races with Alito and Wichita Falls Rider and uh, Centennial Granbury fighting for uh, second and third there in, in 5-5-A. And then Grapevine and Colleyville Heritage, they play 
on March 22nd, and that will probably be for the number one seed in district and the district championship. It sounds like we're in for some uh, fantastic finishes as the playoffs uh, kick off on March 28th. Uh, moving on to some softball and baseball where we just crowned a couple of players of the week on Tuesday. Uh, what can you tell me about both of those winners, Brian, which includes uh, the potential number one overall pick in uh, next year's Major League Baseball draft? Yeah, on softball side, uh, Trini Cannon, who's plays with uh, Forney. She's a Texas A&M commit state title winner uh, last season. She had three home runs, 10 RBIs in two games. Um, had a pair of home runs and six RBIs against Lancaster. Uh, the player of the week voting went out on Monday, and that didn't really stop her. Uh, they played on Monday against uh, Terrell. Two home runs again and four RBIs. And then shout out to Savannah De Roche, their uh, Forney pitcher. Uh, she had a couple of grand slams, so uh, you might see another Forney player in next week's player of the week voting. And then baseball, yeah, Zach Greinert went up against uh, Colleyville Heritage, Oklahoma commit, uh, potential number one draft pick in Bobby Witt, and uh, the votes went to uh, Zach Greinert from Alito. Hit the cycle there on Saturday against Richland uh, with three RBIs, but uh, can't go without saying Bobby Witt, uh, just watch for him this season, big week. Five games, 16-19 from the plate, four home runs, 13 RBIs, and 17 runs scored, so uh, I'm sure you're in the same boat as I am, but just hoping to get out there to Heritage and see this kid play. Brian, l- let me stop you there real quick. Uh, so Bobby Witt went 16 uh, for 19 with four homers, 13 RBI, and 17 runs scored this last week alone. I shall say that in my senior season of high school, I did not get one hit. <laughs> so Bobby Witt, in one, uh, really in one at-bat, got more hits than I did. Uh, my entire senior season. So that tells you uh, what kind of a baseball player I was from the plate. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, go out <laughs> and, and see him this sometime this year. Um, again, Oklahoma commit, but uh, you know I don't think he's even going to play in Oklahoma because no, he's probably going to be number one pick. Not with the catch he's about to, uh, he's about to get. Um, yeah, and some other uh, quick notes here of top performers. Again, Trini Cannon from Forney. Um, some of the other softball nominees includes uh, Grace Green, who's you'll like this. She's a Texas signee, so um, she threw a no hitter uh, with a career high 18 strikeouts against Saginaw last week. Actually played on uh, Tuesday and picked up her second straight no hitter and third in her last four outings. Uh, 56 strikeouts in that span for Birdville. Uh, Lauren Lucas, who's a previous you know Dallas Fort Worth Player of the Week. From Little Elm, Wichita State commit, uh, big day on Monday, going 4 for 4 with six RBIs. Uh, Boswell's Julie Kennedy continues to put up big numbers, already has the single season uh, home run record there for the Pioneers. Jalen McDonald threw a perfect game for Arlington Heights, uh, only took them three innings to win, nine batters, nine strikeouts for her uh, going to North Texas. And then uh, give a little shout out here for our producer Steve. Uh, you know, proud Euless Trinity alum. Uh, softball, Trinity softball has just kind of been struggling the last four years. They were on a 53 district losing streak, and uh, now they've won five straight, three in district. The Trojans are 
uh, three and one in three six A. So definitely the right d- direction for the Trojans. And, and you can go to dfwvarsity.com uh, once again uh, to see some uh, game film of Yulis Trinity softball team uh, from our buddy Brian Gossett. So uh, be sure and check that out over at dfwvarsity.com. On the baseball side, once again, um, our buddy Darren Lauber, who does uh, so much great work uh, for us on the high school side, um, made it out to the Drew Medford Memorial Tournament on Saturday uh, to honor um, uh, our, our fallen uh, Drew Medford, who was a, a one-time TCU signee. I believe he went to Fort Worth Pasquale, is that right? right? Um, they awarded 16 scholarships over the weekend, one to each team that was participating in the tourney. Um, I believe they handed out over $32,000 in scholarships, uh, which is uh, just a tremendous um, achievement and uh, a great recognition uh, to Drew Medford. Kind of shows you the type of character that he was. Um, You can read that story on dfwvarsity.com. Arlington Heights and Pascal um, were the final game there with Heights winning five to four in eight innings. Uh, So congrats to them and congrats to all the players, parents, coaches involved in that special event honoring a great young man. Yeah, and uh, the story there by Darren Lauber, great job. And before we close here, just one more baseball and softball note. You know, on the uh, baseball side, we had South Lake Carroll, the defending 6-8 champs. You know, they knocked off Argyle, the defending 4-8 champs, 11-1. And I don't know if a lot of people know this, but uh, Carroll there snapping Argyle's 50-game winning streak. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of lot of wins. I think Argyle's won back-to-back state titles in 4-A, um, if I'm not mistaken. But Carroll there... Um, looking looking strong, you know. Austin Hale had three RBIs against Argyle. Cade Manning with two. Griffin Herring was able to strike out uh, ten batters. So, great job by the Dragons. And then softball note uh, went to Keller on Monday night for a uh, one versus two matchup in the DFW area. Eaton at Keller. Keller, you know, has won two state titles in the last four years. Uh, just one of the great great teams in this area. Keller able to win four to three in eight innings. Haley Jones, the walk-off home run, and uh, did a story there. Check it out on DFW Varsity. Um, each team actually hit two homers, which is kind of a surprise because not a lot of home runs go out there in uh, Keller High School. But uh, Kenny Kreitz hitting her first career, and Audrey Fleming hit one uh, in the seventh for the Eaton Eagles. And then Riley Love uh, was able to tie the game at two after uh, Maddie Wright with the RBI double in the fourth gave the Eagles a 2-1 lead. Again, Riley Love is a uh, Texas Tech commit, and uh, this is what she had to say about just both teams being uh, very good and uh, just an exciting game overall. It's amazing game. I know both the teams have been working really hard, especially up to this point. It's a great game, two really good teams, so it's good to see that that hard work paid off. Yeah, and, and speaking of Texas Tech softball, I believe they're ranked in the top 10 for the first time in a, in a really long time. Uh, so the Red Raiders are, are doing work uh, both on the softball field uh, and in the baseball diamond. Uh, their baseball team is, is a top five team, and they play uh, down in Austin against the University of Texas uh, this weekend in a big series to, uh, to kick off Big 12 play. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of big things happening with, uh, with Texas Tech athletics right now. Um, failed to mention their, uh, their basketball program uh, just – uh, won uh, the uh, Big 12 regular season um, championship and are heading into the Big 12 tournament uh, as the number one overall seed. Um, I shall also mention, uh, as you mentioned, South Lake Carroll um, knocking off Argyle um, in baseball. Um, R.J. Mickens on the football side of things uh, is a, a potential five-star uh, safety. Uh, Brian, you just wrote a story about him 
naming his top 11. Yes, uh, recruits these days name top 11s, top 20s, top 30s, top 500s. Um, but the teams that RJ has uh, still in the mix are phenomenal. Uh, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and NIM among the ones Clemson. that I can remember. Clemson, Notre Dame. Uh, so this kid uh, can really do it all. Um, Brian, he he's, uh, is a safety um, in most uh, in, in most of the eyes of, uh, I guess, the recruiting circle. Um, but he also played some offense last year. Is that yeah, right? played some wide receiver last two years. Uh, does a really good job. I mean, he's, he's got great hands. I think he has 12 touchdown catches in the last two seasons for them. And uh, 24-7 Sports has him ranked the number one safety for uh, 2020s in the nation. And they have him uh, projected to go to Ohio State right now at this at this moment. I know um, a lot can change, and I'm sure that a lot will, but right now the Buckeyes are in the driver's seat for uh, Mickens, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, before we wrap it up, uh, what can the audience expect these next few days? Yeah, up on our site, uh, dfwvarsity.com, just want to shout out to uh, Timberview coach, Girls basketball coach Kit Kyle Martin, she won a National High School Coach of the Year Award on Monday uh, in Florida, so check that story out online. Uh, speaking of Timberview, uh, one of the greats to ever play for the Wolves, Isaac Likely, who's just you know putting up some big numbers as a true freshman at Oklahoma State. Um, our buddy uh, Drew Davidson wrote a piece on him, so check that story out. Also, later this week, I'll have a uh, Lamar soccer story, uh, two seniors, two cousins actually, who have played on the same team for you know basically their entire lives. They're heading to play at ACU together, so four more years for them. Um, already up online is a Q&A with the UIL AD Susan Elsa, just talking about the shot clock. Is it going to come to the high school basketball level as well as instant replay? Um, and also has the story that I mentioned, Fate Families, Jordan Walsh, just an incredible uh, freshman, 6'7 kid, uh, very humble, but really going to be one of the bright stars in the next three years. Just his story of uh, having alopecia, which is, uh, you know, characterized uh, hair loss, and just what he was able to do to, uh, you know, he says that alopecia just made him different, made him unique, and kind of motivated him. Um, again, he had the game-winning dunk to win the state title there in 4A. And another shout-out to a friend of mine, Krista Gerlich, the UTA women's basketball coach. Uh, they want to share the conference regular season title for the first time in 2000, since 2009, also winning the Conference Coach of the Year Award. And if you're thinking of what alopecia is, uh, think of Charlie Villanueva, um, the uh, former NBA player. For, former Dallas Maverick. Yeah, former Dallas and, Maverick. Uh, we, I talked to Jordan about that and just, you know, seeing someone – at that high level, you know, what did that do for him? And so uh, it, that also motivated Jordan as well. Without question. Hey, different is great. Um, so, Jordan, keep doing you, my friend. Um, and congratulations on the great season. Um, again, you can find all of our coverage um, at StarTelegram.com or DFWVarsity.com, as well as our Facebook and Twitter pages. Uh, Brian is uh, extremely active on Twitter, um, posting videos from all of the sporting events that he goes to. Um, so uh, make sure that you're giving him a follow. Uh, thank you once again, and I hope to see you here this time next week.